Okay, we're going to get started. For those of you who don't know me, um, my name is Chloe Bellatori. I'm a communication and relationship expert. I'm a graduate of Princeton University and Pat Allen's Want Institute. And I have been doing this work for a little over a decade now. Uh, time really flies. <laughs> I found this work about, like I said, a little over a decade ago. And when I started, I was already in a relationship. I was married, but I was very unhappy. I wasn't actually really sure why I was so unhappy. Um, and that made it even harder to really reach out and get help. But when I saw an incredible transformation in my neighbor who was working with Pat Allen, who ultimately mentored me, that drew me in. And when I went to her group the first night, I knew it was something different and it really resonated with me. And ultimately doing this work, being open to this work, engaging with this work really changed my life. And when I saw what it could do for me and when I saw what it did for other people, because I started out in a group very much like this one, except it was in person and it was actually all women um, and it wasn't free. But, you know, the great thing about doing these groups is we get to learn from each other um, and we get to see this work in action and see people doing it at different levels. Um and at different points. And so when I saw how effective this work was and how unique and innovative it was, I really wanted to use it and do it and share it and spread it. And so that's what I'm doing now. Um, I use the tools that Dr. Pat taught me from androgynous semantic realignment, which is her work, which we'll get into what that is. I teach the tools of transactional analysis, which was created by Eric Byrne. And actually, Pat was a protege of one of Eric Byrne's first <clears throat> protégés. So that's kind of our lineage. And then I also use tools that I've come up with myself, because like I said, I've been at this for a while. Um, in addition, I've written three books about this work, and you can find those on Amazon put that in the chat. Um, the first book, How to Live, Find, Love, and Keep It, is really the guidebook um, for this work. There we go. Um, and it has, you know, the basics and the basic principles. The second book is called New Ways of Being, The Pain of Change. And that's all about what starts to happen once you start doing this work, because um, one of the things that I think is unexpected is that even when you're making changes in your life for the better, it can be painful for a period of time because change is inherently painful <clears throat> and is a biochemical pro process that occurs in the brain. Um, so that's my second book. And then my third book is Secrets to a Good Marriage. I've now been married over 20 years. Um, and so that's all about, you know, my success story. And then, of course, the clients I've worked with. I work with men. I work with women. I work with couples. Um, I work with teenagers. I also teach this work a few times a year. 
And we are going to be starting a module one course very soon. Oops. Um, I'm gonna put that into the chat as well. That's gonna be on Saturday mornings and it is four consecutive Saturdays. And it's a small group, but it's like, um, it's like an hour out. It's like an hour and a half. Everybody gets a chance to work with me individually. And then we also cover topics each week. So it covers really what I teach. A lot of what I teach in module one is out of the first book. So we cover the basics of communication, the ways to communicate. We cover the basics of, of masculine and feminine um, and using androgynous semantic realignment using the stroke and stand, conflict resolution. We talk about ego states in there. We also talk about um, life scripting. There's a tool that Eric Byrne created called the life script. Um, and we use that to also approach and uncover different aspects of ourselves. Um, it's, you know, we talk a lot about dating. We talk a lot about relationship problems, of course, um, some common pitfalls, games. You know, one of the supplementary readings is Eric Burns' The Games People Play. And that's really the handbook of game theory, psychological game theory. So we talk a little bit about different games. And we also explore, we do some fun exercises using fairy tales. Um, and exploring that. So it's all meant uh, to explore yourself and yourself in relationships to others, specifically your most intimate relationships. So if you guys like what you're hearing in this group, doing that is doing one of the modules is kind of unique in the sense that we get the theory and then we really get a chance to apply that theory as we go. And so their homework assignments all geared around that. It's really great. It's so much fun. I love doing these groups um, because like I said, there's there's always magic. I mean, I love doing one-on-ones too, but in the groups, we get a certain synergy going and it's just a lot of fun. I hope that answers your question. Okay. So for those of you who don't know this work, I'm going to give a brief introduction and then I'm going to take your, your questions. Now this work, everything I'm going to teach you is all based on really established psychological, biological scholarship, okay? But what's new are the tools to execute on that scholarship. Um, a lot of times when we go to therapy, we hear theory or we talk and we get reflected back, but we don't necessarily get the tools to change our lives. And that's what's kind of unique about this work. If you engage with this work, your life will change. I promise you that. Um, so these tools are very effective and that, and they're kind of unique and innovative. A lot of people don't know about them. I mean, if you've been in this group a while, you know, I have people coming to this group who've been sent by their therapists um, because a lot of therapists don't know this work. So 
Okay. What is this work based on? What am I talking about? Okay. Well, when we talk about relationships and this includes the relationship that you have with yourself, the most successful relationships are those that are balanced between masculine and feminine that are balanced between your complementary energies. Okay. Also known as yin and yang. When we have childhood trauma, we become imbalanced what's known as egodystonic or precociously related. And the most common example I can give you of those archetypes is the Peter Pan and Wendy um, syndrome. So for men, when they suffer childhood trauma and become egodystonic, and this is anything that happens really between the ages of zero to 12. We've talked about this before, but, you know, trauma can be small. It can be large. But simply being a child in a home of strange grownups is in itself a somewhat traumatic event for most people, um, simply because, you know, you, you don't have control, you don't have agency, you can't really be your authentic self because you need to be attached to the people who own the refrigerator. And so you form adaptations, you form coping strategies, and these strategies are really of the moment, but the problem is we take these strategies into our lives, into our into our grown-up lives, into our adult lives, and then we try to work them out on other adults. And unfortunately, when we do that, we're doomed to repeat the patterns of our childhood. And we will continue to do that generation after generation after generation if we don't bring a ton of awareness to our patterns and make an effort to change them. And this takes a lot of repetition, a lot, you know, <clears throat> you think it's never going to work, but then it starts to work. So all this work is meant to provoke a catharsis. It's meant to give you behavioral things that you can do that will ultimately change the way you think, about life, about love, about yourself, okay? And it's all centered around balancing these yin and yang energies um, that we have. Okay, what is yin and what is yang? So feminine energy known as yin is anything that's in the right hemisphere of the brain, right? This is the world of feelings, of sensuality, of sexuality, of spirituality, passive, patient, vulnerable, receiving energy yin energies like air it's in the world to make it fun but it's not of the world it's magical it's ethereal okay then we have the yang energy which is the left lobe of the brain right masculine energy this rules stuff ideas achievements accomplishments it's competitive conquering controlling giving nurturing taking care of these are the qualities of yang energy. Um, yang energy is very much of the world, okay? All of us are both. All of us have a yin side and all of us have a yang side. Um, alphas, which is a, such a misunderstood term, sometimes I don't even want to use it, but an alpha really means that you have a strong feminine side and a strong masculine side. So. Alphas often have 
a battle between these two sides of their personality. And again, especially if you've had any kind of childhood trauma, you may be leading with your masculine side when it really serves you to lead with your feminine side and vice versa. You may be leading with your feminine side when it really serves you to lead with your masculine side. And again, these were because of adaptations we've had to make when we were children. Don't worry if you don't understand everything yet. I'm going to explain everything. It does take some repetition. That's how we learn. But then once you, if you do decide to work with me, once you do, you'll be given homework, you'll be given things to do. And then that will deepen the experience of learning about these things, right? Then you'll experience it on a deeper level. And I always like to get updates from you guys, because then when you come back and you tell the group something, you experience it on an even deeper level because you've shared it with the community. And that's really what I'm building here is a community of more conscious people. And by consciousness, I'm using the definition that Carl Jung uses, which is the literal balance between these yin and yang energies, okay? So everything we're doing is trying to bring these things into balance so that we can get what we want instead of sabotaging ourselves either unconsciously, subconsciously, or even consciously. Um. I'm very much about getting results. And when you put some of these tools into practice, you will start to see results pretty soon. <sighs> okay. And if you're listening to this, because this is, you guys can hear these sessions again on um, Apple Podcast or anywhere you get your podcast or on YouTube. And if you want to join this meetup, feel free to join it as well. You can do that just by searching my name, Chloe Bellatory. Okay, so now I'm going to open it up for questions from you guys. Um, this is my favorite part. <laughs> okay, Lee. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. Hi, Lee. How are you? Lori, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm good to see you. Uh, good to hear you again. Um, yes. I just wanted to um, give you an update and ask you a couple questions about my situation. Uh, first of all, thank you. This is invaluable. It's great. Um, you've really helped me a lot. And hopefully I, you've helped other people too in the group. Um, what happened this week is kind of unprecedented. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, and I'm a little overwhelmed, to be brutally honest, I'm overwhelmed. Okay. And it's a very good problem to have. Um, but, um, so I'm, I'm going out to think events and, you know, meeting a lot of people and, and. You've really I, gotten your mojo going now. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And I, and so. I don't want to sound, this is totally the truth. I don't want to sound like boast. I'm not boasting when I say this, but I, I'm not lying either. I'm not lying. I, I was at an event and there was like probably 50 women that were coming on to me. Wow. And That's so great. it's, it's great, but it's, I'm going to be honest and I'm, I'm kind of freaked out. Because it was just too much for me to handle. Okay. And so 
what's what happens is now I'm paralyzed, and so so uh, I was at another event, and there was a a gal that I had never met before, and she it was the eye contact smile thing. Mm-hmm. And I was so paralyzed. I did not, I didn't even process it. I was like, I didn't even, I didn't even take advantage of that. You know, I, I was, I was like. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I'm really glad you're bringing this up because it's, you know, it's so true. It's like, you know, we, we're, we're trained to believe, oh, and then she, everything he got everything he ever wanted and he lived happily ever after. And it's really not that simple. And this is really partly not. what you're going through is the pain of change. This is a huge change because a year ago you were going to events and you felt like you were invisible. Remember? I was invisible. Right. I was. And of course things have changed. So, so I, I, I see the, it's like it's almost like if I'm par- if I'm overwhelmed from the response, I'll see them look at me, smile, and then it's like I can't until it's it's, it's I, I I'm like a deer in the headlights, <laughs> and and I don't process it until later on. Oh, that was my freaking sign to to uh, to go say hi and talk. Now, another thing that's happened that's paralyzing. God bless everybody. Everybody's human. They all want to find somebody. Um, I can tell pretty fast if I'm attracted to someone. And unfortunately, a lot of these people, I'm just not. I mean, I can tell they really like me, but I'm like just trying to be nice you're I'm pickier like, than you thought because well, earlier I, when you weren't meeting anyone you were like oh anyone i just want to have a girlfriend now you're pickier than you thought well it's 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 just too many choices <laughs> 50, 50 people in a not i mean it's like it was it may not have been quite 50 but it was close and i'm telling you it's like it's i, I there a lot of them i mean i i mean i just I just wasn't attracted, but I don't want to be a jerk. So I talk to everyone. I dance mm-hmm. with everyone. No, I, I'm, I'm friendly. You don't have everybody. to do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. If you're, if you're being overwhelmed by the numbers, just talk to the people you're attracted to. Remember you're the masculine energy. You're yeah. the one that makes the approach. It's up to you. You decide these women are just letting you know that they're available, but they don't want you to approach them. If you're honestly not attracted, you're not doing anybody a favor. So well, don't do that. Okay. All right. Well, can I tell you one more thing? Yes. Like, it really, for what freaked me out is, I mean, I know how, I, I think we talked about this once where I know how women feel when guys hit on them, mm-hmm. but what was really freaky was the way the women wanted to get my attention. That was what f- was so bizarre. And I was like, oh, I mean, I, at first I thought they were just what I'm like, what the hell are you doing? I mean, are you I mean, what's I wasn't quite sure the signal I've never seen. I've never I don't really have, haven't seen this kind of behavior before where they will slap my 
hands, wave their hands in front of me, uh, follow me around, run. They will slam into you. They will run into you um, and grab. It's, It's so strange. The behavior, I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, I'm certainly never doing this to people. And so I feel I feel like I don't know. Either they just don't know or they, you know, bless them. I mean, they, well, they a lot want- of women, you know, we've raised like a generation of very, very strong women. And so a lot of women are masculine and they're being more aggressive. And a lot of men are feminine. That's, That's a good Peter word. Pan and Wendy thing. Right. Peter Pan is the is the boy who never grow up. So he's stuck in his feminine. And Wendy's forced to be the mom at a get as a 10 year old or a 12 year old. So she's never gets a childhood. So that those those two that the Peter Pan and when those are the archetypes of the male dystonic and the female dystonic. Well, that's a good word. I mean, then that's how it felt. And it came out of the blue and it kept happening. And so. So I like your tip there about don't, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a big hearted guy and I love everybody and I, I want to be friends with everybody and I don't, I'm not there to. Just no, 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 no. That's not true. The women who are not my type are aggressively making. You are a big hearted no. guy, but that doesn't mean you need to be friends with everybody. So you're tripping up a little bit on your idea of yourself and your persona <laughs> and the way that you think you should be. Don't shoot on yourself. Just be you. If you don't like the girl, don't talk to her. If she's not attracted, don't talk to her. You don't have to be the nicest guy in the room. That doesn't have, I just want you to be kind. I don't want you to be nice because nice is fake. Yeah. I, with people. I, I'm kind, but I think, okay. I don't know. It's just the weirdest circumstances have un- unfolded in certain ways where it's just, you know, it's hard. It's, it's kind of, I, there's a lot. I don't want to get into it. Your energy has changed a lot in the last year. Like you said last, like a couple of weeks ago, you had a catharsis. And changed you, you, it changed you. It changed your energy a lot. And this is why I love this work because it's like you get these really big dramatic changes. Um, and so I think you're just sort of getting used to your new power, right? Or recognizing that's part of your own power. But also there's the overwhelmed part. Like I did not expect the reaction to be so positive. And, um, and then, like I said, it, it, it's, it's draining. And when you got a lot of choices and a lot of people that are trying to get your attention and via for your, for your, well, I think it's draining you because you're working too hard to be the nicest guy. So you do have to protect your energy to some degree. And if that means putting a time limit on it or putting a person limit on it. Sorry, what were you saying? Great candidate, a great candidate will come along and and there and I don't it doesn't even register with me that the eye contact and smile was happening until like after I think, oh, it's just another person being nice. And my mind is like, I'm like, it's too many choices. It's like, like I said, I'm, it's draining. And I don't have when when a, when a good candidate shows up, I need to have the energy to communicate and respond to that. And instead I'm like a deer caught in the headlights. Right. And I'm like, and afterwards I'm like, Oh, it's what Chloe was saying. It's, 
that was my sign, my my clue. That was my my. What did you call it to look for the signals? I guess right, the signal. Signal. So yeah. Anyway, that's okay. Okay. Well, I think you know part of it is you know incremental desensitization, but you might want to put like some parameters on it in terms of like maybe go to less crowded places, or you know put a time limit on how long you're going to be there, or even put like a limit like I'm only going to talk to three women, and when I'm done talking to three women, I'm going to leave. You know. Well, you said five flirts a week, right? Yeah. That would be three in one night. But you, yeah, I mean, see how it is. I, you know, I don't want you to get overwhelmed. But again, I think part of it is you're working a little too hard to be the nice guy and be like, well, I don't want her to feel bad and get rejected. And da, da. So I'm glad to clear well, that well, but up the, for you. But, well, but the thing is, when I'm in these social settings, it's, it's, you're just talking to people and it's, there's no expectation necessarily when I'm talking to people in a certain setting that it's going to be a romantic thing or not, but, but I can tell when they turn it up and they're, they're more assertive or they're more, you know, uh, it's, it's, uh, there's so much I want to share, but I know this is being recorded. I, I just, I want to protect my privacy and other people's privacy to a certain degree. So I don't want to get into too much about it, but, but um it's, and there's nothing bad. It's just, I just go to social events. Right. And I've just had an, a, a remarkable response and it's, and it's, it's, it's overwhelming. And I, I, I think you're right. I mean, if I can, I mean, the universe usually tones it down. These things happen in waves. It's like eventually, you know, they say every dog has his day and it does, it happens in waves and then it will slow down. And, but, it, but, and that's fine. But I just, I think it's like, it's not, I don't know that it's so much a nice guy as much as it is. I just want to, I appreciate everyone. I don't want to be a jerk. I'm not a jerk. You know, I care about everybody and I want to be a friend. To every, I, I like making friends, you know, and I like building relationships with everybody. But but because for me to start to date a woman, that's pretty special. I mean, it's going to have to be, you know. Right. I haven't gotten to that stage yet. So it's so it's so. But it's 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 helping. I mean, it's just I just didn't expect I didn't. It was so overwhelming. It almost got to paralysis. And, and I finally had an opportunity and I can tell there are times when I'm out and they smile at me like they haven't smiled at me before. And they look at me like they haven't looked at me before. It's a very distinct look. It's a very distinct glance. It's very distinct and it's very, and there's a smile and it's, you know, usually it's repetitive, like several times you get the look and the smile. Yes. And that's when I'm in the signal. So, so, but then it, but it goes right past me. Like, Oh, I, I go into shock because I'm like, Oh my God, are they really doing that? <laughs> and so, so, so. Well, just hang in there. You know, we talked about some stress management techniques before. Are you still doing those or do you need a refresher on those? Breathe to breathe. Um, yeah. Take a breath, uh, take a drink of water even just like a kind of a dramatic exhale. Mm-hmm. Um, going to the bathroom, you know, going outside for a moment. Yeah. You know, and I come I, back in. Maybe, maybe even if I'm just careful, maybe if I don't, I'm, 
maybe I should try to reduce the amount of social time. I don't know if that would help too, but. Um, well, just see, you know, maybe going, going out and meeting new people. And, but um, you're just surprised at how great of the results are. And it is kind of, I t- look, I totally understand what you mean. When I started this work, when I had my big, my first really big catharsis with it, because they keep coming. Um, it was like 10 months in, probably like you. And um, I did, I my literal appearance changed kind of overnight. I just looked a lot different. I lost weight kind of overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though I'm married, I was getting a lot more attention from men. And like I said, our marriage was still in a fragile state. So it wasn't the greatest thing, (laughs) right? Because it was like, everything was different. My whole energy was different. My whole energy changed. And suddenly like, kind of like you, I went from being sort of invisible to being sort of like shiny and out there. And um, it did take a minute to learn how to manage it. So it's just going to take a minute for you to learn how to manage it. That's all. You're going to get used to it. You're going to get in the groove of it. You're going to start, you know, it's just, it's gradual. Like I said, it's gradual. It's repetitive. It just, you know, keep at it. I'm really proud of you. You've done like, you have done so much great work in this group. And you've helped a lot and. You know, like I said, I mean, there's the, it is a process and the stress of even approaching a woman now is gone because of you. And I can feel like I can just, you know, be myself and, and I, I do feel more confident and I'm always a gentleman. So, I mean, you know, Good. but I, I, I love the, that you you gave me permission to flirt, you know, it's like, it's okay. And, and, but, but to look for the signals first, right? Yeah. And yeah. So. Yeah. So I'm just, yeah, that's it. I'm going to let somebody else share, but I just. Okay, good. Well, thank you. I mean, I think. You know, uh, the girl, the lady, the lady that, that was playing hard to get, I talked about last time. Mm -hmm. um, I decided to just go up and say hi and start talking and, and engage in, in discussion about the event activity and, and that's, and then that broke the ice. And so now, I mean, um, I don't know that she's my type. She's close. She's one of the closer that is to my type. This is all a human being's experience. You know, this is more so much about being a human being. You learn about people when you are in these situations. And I find that a lot of the different people have different behaviors, different, they're all different and everyone's unique. And so, you know, I think it's like, I have to feel good about this too. Who do I feel comfortable around and, you know, getting to know and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's a complex thing, but I'm, I did feel this week sort of a paralysis from the, right. um, the, 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 I saw the moment she was looking at me and smiling and I, I was like, I just kind of, I was so exhausted from the previous events that I was just like, and I could not, I didn't have the energy to engage with her. So, I mean, I'm sure I'll see this person again. I didn't get to meet her, but, you know, that's kind of been my experience this week. I appreciate your input. I'll shut up. <laughs> oh, go. no, I really appreciate your 
very good illust. Thank you for sharing and your illustration of the pain of change. Um, and that is going to be, oops, shoot. Um, that is going to be something that we talk about in the module um, pack in the module group. So here, I'm going to put in some more details about it here. Mm -mm. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people are interested in that. Okay. And this one is going to be. So this is the first Saturday um, module I'm teaching, actually. Okay, so that's the module one that's going to be starting um, June 17th on a Saturday mornings. And those are some of the things we're going to cover. Um, I also want to put a book in here for you, Lee, that I think might be helpful. Um, for when you're in your downtime. It's called The Brain That Changes Itself by Norman Deutsch. And I've recommended this book before. And the great thing about this book is that um, this is a neuroscientist, you know, and this is like, you know, stuff I'm bringing up, this isn't necessarily like mainstream medicine, but this is a neuroscientist who um, has worked a lot actually with stroke victims. And he uses stroke victims as the paradigm to show you how the brain changes and to show you the pain in the, in the changing of the brain. Um, because like I said, even change for the good is a painful change. And you perfectly express that. And this book really, um, really explores that. So you can check that out or anybody can, if they want to. Okay. And you guys feel free to ask questions about anybody else's work as well as having your own questions. Wendy. Hi. Hi, Wendy. How can I help you? Yeah, I wanted to give an update and a couple questions. Great. So um, I ordered your book, um, hasn't arrived yet. But um, yeah, I started going more into my feminine side and had some success with that even the night um, from last week. So I was communicating Great. with a more masculine man because I don't know if you remember but um what's funny I'm not attractive I, I keep attracting feminine men and it well you you probably you know you probably attract a number of different kinds of men but you're choosing feminine men mm -hmm. okay continue yeah so um yeah, and I, I was really nervous in the phone call I'd had with him previously, but after your session, we were texting and it was just easier for me to go into like honoring my, the kind of femininity that you're describing. Like I was saying, you know, instead of like trying to control, you know, I'd like to meet at the park. I was like, I feel comfortable in the park, you know? Right. It just <laughs> makes it so much easier when you it have this did. rubric. Yeah, it did. Um yeah, so that was cool. Um, that's kind of my only. Did you guys meet? 
No, but it worked out fine. Um, he's actually a, um, a, a widow, a, w- a widower, I guess. Um, okay. So, yeah, and um, I have a chronic illness. And when he found that out, usually I don't reveal that, like, right away. But there were reasons I had to. And um, Right. I guess I understand so, what you mean. Yeah. So it was a deal breaker for him and it didn't bother me at all. It was just, it felt like a really comfortable conversation. It made total sense, you know? Okay. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad you started using that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It takes the pressure off. You know, I think women, especially like we tend to te- treat dates like a job interview. Yeah. We want to like impress the guy and we really don't have to do that. We really can just relax and listen and receive. And we don't, you know, the we don't need to compete in that way. Like it's 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 a totally different situation than a job interview. <laughs> yeah, I can really see how my own wounding is causing me to um, be more assertive than I needed to be. It was yeah, just comfortable to kind of rest in you know my feelings and um, yeah. So that was good, but I'm having other challenges and. A lot of this is related to my medical condition. I'm not sure, you know, how much you can specifically help on that, but um, it's hard for me to find men. And I'm also, I'm still COVID conscious because of my medical condition. So I'm masked, which is really difficult. Um, I was meeting outside when I didn't used to wear my mask as long as I was meeting outside. Mm -hmm. But um, I did actually catch COVID. And since then, I'm back to being, um, you know, really careful. And so just finding people to even flirt with, like, um, or to, you know, any other way than online. So I've, I've mostly relied on online to meet people first and then go meet them in the park. And, right. Um, but yeah, it's been really hard. I don't know if you have any input on that but uh, one more thing about kind of related is um I'm finding that I'm not super I'm super lonely and have been for some years but I'm not super into having a man (laughs) or sex like at all and I'm wondering if that's even possible to have you know a stronger man that really isn't that into sex it's because you know I just don't feel well and Mm -hmm. I'm open to it but it's kind of like the lowest priority that I have and I'm wondering if you or Pat Allen has anything to say you know apart from medically but like what are there people that are just like that what do you do about it how how can I find companionship how can I um that kind of thing okay so there's a few things that you brought up The first thing I wanted to say is that, you know, the more you're cherishing your feelings, I love to hear that you were leading with your feelings in terms of, you know, just setting up a date with somebody just, you know, um, that's good. The more you do that, the more other people will follow your lead and do that as well. The kinder to yourself that you are, the more literally the more loving and cherishing you can be to yourself the more capacity you will have to give love as well 
And it's kind of an abstract thought, but if you do it long enough, you will experience what I mean. And some of these things, like I said before, you, you have to experience them. I can say all this stuff, but until you experience and do things and experience it, it doesn't sink in fully. So keep up with the cherishing of your feelings. That's very good. Um, now, you said, how do I meet somebody but not online? When you're outside, are you wearing your mask or are you not wearing your mask? Um, if I'm just walking on the street to the grocery store, I, I won't wear it. But Okay, so that's great. Yeah. That's going to be your time to do, because it's very hard to flirt without using that smile. Yeah. You know, so when you're outside and, you know, the weather's getting nicer, you can start planning yourself outside somewhere. That's going to be your time to smile and get the eye con- and get the eye contact going. So that could be a dog park, that could be a golf course, that could be a public pool. You know, you can experiment with it a little bit, but go somewhere where you like the look of the people there. Now you said you think that you're attracting a lot of feminine men. But a lot of times what happens is, and it'll be interesting to see how things go now that you're leading with your feminine side more and your feeling side more, because a lot of times when women say they're attracting a lot of feminine men, it's simply that they're leading with their masculine side. And so masculine men don't want to compete. So all you're getting then is the feminine men. So this will be a good, you know, exercise. I always like to kind of like look at your life, my life as a kind of an experiment. So this will be a nice experiment to see, you know, how, when you're cherishing your feelings and leading with your feelings, how that changes. Um, Okay. Your lack of sex drive. So um, sex drive, you know, of course does change sex changes with age. Um, Are you, over 45? Yeah, I'm 53. Okay. Sorry, I'm almost 55. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, you know, that's normal for some of your sex drive to drop off. Yeah. The change of menopause can sometimes make your sex drive sort of disappear for a while, but then it comes back. So, so you, you know, you have to just sort of like be patient with it and do things to kind of keep it going, whatever that is, you know, like keep up with your masturbating or, you know, um, or just be chill with it for a while, you know, just let it go and don't do anything if you don't want to. But I'm thinking that, you know, you might find, first of all, it's normal for it to drop off a certain amount as you get older. And that's true for men and women. So, you know, maybe don't look for like a 19 or 20 year old guy. That's probably not going to be a good match for you, but certainly somebody around your age, you are probably going to be going through similar stuff. But I also think that when you're something that happens is when you're in your masculine energy and you don't really want to be, that tends to kill the chemistry especially if, if you're in a power struggle for masculine energy. So I'm also thinking that with this change, like these changes are sort of global changes in it and they radiate out. So I'm thinking that with this change of cherishing your feelings and leading with your feelings, you're going to just naturally be experiencing more chemistry with masculine men 
because the complementary relationships are the ones in which the chemistry is kept alive. Chemistry is killed by two people struggling for the masculine or the, the control of the relationship or two people struggling for the feelings or the 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 sympathy of the relationship which is the feminine energy uh-huh. um, and these are the things that cause fights you know no coincidence and these are also the things that caught co- that cause the chemistry to die so hang in there do you know try a little more flirting keep leading with your feelings even when you're not dealing with men but just in your daily life like talking to AT&T, you know, they're trying to mess with you on a bill, you know, say, I don't feel good about that. You know, see, you know, things like that. Try to receive. I mean, it's really hard for a lot of us women because a lot of us women have really been raised to be super controlling and not vulnerable because we were, you know, taken advantage of our feeling side. But you know, even just like stepping back and letting a man open the door for you, you know, practice receiving a little bit more, so, you know, just see if you can um, settle more into that yin energy. Are you doing, did I tell you to set your lineman and make sure you're doing an hour of feminine activity every day? You did. Okay. I'm How's that going? Really to, yeah. It's really super hard for me. And I'm realizing again, it goes back to medical. I mean, it's, it's very hard for me to have joy um, to do things physically or anything like simple things like watching TV can be really hard for me. I'm, it's a pretty, you know, difficult condition. Okay. So yeah, I'm not quite sure what to, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, I need to find some way I did go for like a 10 or 15 minute walk and that's good. Just, yeah. A little mental just, health walk is good. Yeah, I really just focused on this is a time for joy just right now. And it did help. And if you can try to make it in nature and some beautiful surroundings. Yes. That will rejuvenate you a little bit. Yes. I'm a nature girl. Yes. Okay, good. Okay. So keep at that too. Okay. Okay. Got it. Thank you. You are so welcome. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Okay. So does anybody have any here? I'm going to put some more of my credentials in the thing now. Let's see. Does anybody have any questions about that or any questions about um, of their own or any questions about anything I've said so far? Let's see here. Well, I have my, my hand raised. Oh, I didn't see you. Sorry, Ro. Okay. Oops. Shoot. This keeps getting messed up. Okay. One second. Okay. There we go. Okay. That's what I was trying. I didn't see you. Please excuse me. Okay. Speak, Ro. How's it going? Well, how can I help you? <laughs> well, um, I was just, I wanted to comment about, well, I want to talk about something that Lee brought up and that's, mm-hmm. you know, when you're at an event and you have um, like a lot of people there and you want to socialize and you, know, you want to talk to everybody and you brought up the whole thing about the nice guy. I, I, I think I fall into that where um, especially like when I go to the event and I see like some women have no trouble like socializing, but some are shy and they don't seem to socialize as much. I tend to want to approach them and try to get them, you know, involved. 
um, trying to be the nice guy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just wondering, is that like counterproductive for me? Because I, I feel like part of me tells me it's like, well, with them, I'm not competing with everybody else kind of thing. Um, I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Um, well, it's a, okay. So for men, men do need to do good to feel good. So it's good that you're doing something to help somebody, but it gets to be too much when it's not really something you want to do, but you really think you should do it. Do you know which one it is? Um, well, I, or is it both? It's kind of both. Yeah, I, I guess because I feel like I've been in their sh- in that situation where nobody came to me and I wish someone did. So I kind of feel like I should be, you know, even though it's not at my event, but I feel like, you know, I just want everyone to be. But the other thing is you have a girlfriend already, right? Well, now, yes. But I'm okay. saying that that when I go to social events, that's calling to me, like telling me like, oh, maybe I should say hi to this person because they're not really socializing or something well i think that's a nice gesture um but just be aware in the moment of what's motivating it it's you know it's first of all because you have a girlfriend you don't want to be a part of lots of strange women right obviously that's the dynamics has changed recently but i'm just saying that in, in my right. history it's been like that it's been like that okay so yeah. you know what just keep i think keep an eye on it um keep an eye on it and see you know what's motivating it and, you know, like I said, of course, you know, you don't want to be talking to women around strange women around your girlfriend. That's just, you know, that's not cherishing. But, um, you know, certainly it's it's a nice gesture, but you don't want to. I'm just saying it might be too much of a nice guy, I guess, is, is the issue. Right. Well, I think if that question's coming up, then perhaps that is an issue. So just when it's happening, when you feel compelled to do it, you know, just take a moment first and take a breath and like just identify what you're doing and what you want to get out of the situation, you know, like, cool. If there's somebody who's not talking and they want and and, you know, you feel compelled to go talk to them and that's something that you want to do, then do so. But if it's, if it's just like getting to be too much, you know what I'm saying? If you're losing yourself in that persona, then maybe take a break from it for a little while. Only you can really identify if you're doing it genuinely and authentically, or if you're doing it as part of a should, right? As, as an obedience to that parental ego state. So before, you don't have to change any of your behavior yet, but maybe just start bringing awareness to those moments in which you are compelled to go talk to somebody and and just check out where it's coming from. Do you understand what I mean? It's kind of nuanced. Yeah, it's, it bring, like you said, just bring awareness. More yeah, to... I mean, because I think, I think you know, it probably is a mix of two things. Yeah, I think I just, I just act more just like 
out of impulse rather than just really thinking about it. Right. And that's when, right. And it's that, it's more like compulse, it's compulsive behavior. And so when you're any kind of compulsive behavior, you do want to bring awareness to it because you may be doing things that don't serve you, you know? Okay. So, you know, like Lee, when, when he was talking, he was saying how he was, um, trying to you know be a nice guy and talk to everybody and it's not really serving him and it's also by the way not serving the women because they don't want your attention unless you're interested and so you know maybe take a moment and if you do if you are honestly compelled authentically compelled to help someone out great wonderful but maybe just take a moment to see does that person need my help you know because sometimes unsolicited help can be really overbearing too. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Um, thank you for sharing. Okay. We're almost done. Chloe, do you have suggestions for showing interest in women at farmer's markets or Trader Joe's Whole Foods? Yes. Those are good spots, Adrian. Those are definitely good spots um, because there's a lot of women in grocery stores. So again, it's going to be the eye contact and smile. If you get that signal, if somebody responds to you and returns eye contact and smile, especially if it's repeated, like what Lee was talking about, um, then that's your cue. That's your signal that you can go and approach. So, you know, whatever it is, you know, have fun with it. You know, think about it a little bit. If, if someone's giving, if you're giving someone the eye and she's returning it and it happens a couple times, you know, um, she's looking at ice cream, just do something really don't kill yourself over the opening lines. You guys, if they're interested. Okay. If you're, if then just go in and just be like, wow, um, this ice cream is really good, you know, or what's your favorite ice cream or what do you recommend? Or I recommend this or, you know, whatever it is, like do something that's in front of you, do something cherishing, holding the door open, um, saying not in a gross, like, you know, a compliment, not a vulgar compliment, but you know. I like your sweater or, you know, something like that. Um, or, you know, whatever it is, just something that's happening in the environs. Um, there's, as you get more practiced at it, you'll get better at it. So it's, it has to be, you know, it's, it's, again, it's like something that kind of has to come from you. Um, <laughs> does that help Adrian? I'm trying to unmute you. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, I was going to say, I was typing, um, I'm much better at opening and introductions at places like speed dating events since it's expected and I'm there and women are there to meet guys. Right. But when it comes to public places and especially at farmer's market, you know, they're walking around and Usually you only have a few seconds before they you know, walk past me or uh, or they think I'm a creep if I'm staring too long. 
Right. Do the smile with the stare and, you know, five seconds is good. If they don't return it, then obviously don't keep going for it, you know, but just the initial is there's nothing wrong with that. Well, a lot of women are are nice uh, in these settings just because I have a, a nice smile. So they smile back, but I'm, I'm often uh, confused whether they're, you know, smiling because they're nice women or because, you know, they're also interested. So my, my, my difficulty is determining whether a woman's just being nice or whether she's interested and available. Okay. So the longer she does the eye contact and the smile, if you get a full five seconds, she's interested. Okay. Okay. Or if you get repeated over, over and over again, she's interested. Yeah. Just once she might not be interested. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like I said, try to do something in the environment, you know, try to pick up something that's, you know, people say the weather is so cheesy, but it works, you know, I mean, or, or these strawberries are really delicious. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, something like that. Or, you know, um, I had, I remember a man was like, wow. I mean, this, a man said to me once like, wow, you smell amazing. And it was, that is something that could, I guess, be interpreted as creepy, but it was just the intonation was so complimentary that it wasn't like, it wasn't gross, you know? Was he that close that he could smell you? Well, yeah. I mean, we were standing in line for food, you know? So he was like, oh my God, that smells amazing. No. <laughs> um, and I was just like, thank you. You know, I was flattered. I'm married. I've been married for a long time, so I didn't do anything. But um, if I were interested, I would have. Right. Yeah. And I think I think it's OK to to be receptive to to men flirting or complimenting you, even if you're married. Um, you know, it's good. It's good for your confidence. Yeah, absolutely. It's fine to flirt. You know, you just not, you can't act on it the same way as you would if you were single. Yeah. Anna was asking about that. Why would a man? uh, Okay. Yes. I saw this. Why? But I want to make sure that I answered your question. Yes, you did. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. I mean, men are often nervous about that first line, but it's easier than you think, especially if the girl's already interested. Um, you know, I'm trying to think like so somebody used one where, you know, they were working out and they and, and this guy was just saying, you know, you got this, you know, to this girl that was kind of, you know, struggling or whatever. And, it, you know, it ended up leading to a conversation. So, you know, think of things if you want to be in the masculine energy, think of something that you could say or do that's cherishing. If she drops something, pick it up. If you're in a laundromat, pay for her laundry, something like that, you know, small things. Um, so do late. No, you don't need to open the conversation. He who is masculine speaks first, Wendy. Okay. Now I'm going to address this last question from Anna. I missed 90% of the meeting, but some of my thoughts. Right. Okay. Yes, exactly. It relax, Wendy. Yes, exactly. It's more enjoyable than you think. Okay. Um, okay. So what's happening with Raul Anna is that he he's obeying a script. 
Somewhere along the lines, he was trained to believe that this is what you do when you're a man. You go and you make everybody, other women comfortable. Okay. So he's, he's more, he's, he's become aware that there might be a script that he's acting compulsively and he doesn't know why he's doing certain things. So that's why, but he also said that that was more in the past. So I don't, I don't want that to, uh, that part to be missed. Okay. Right. And I think what Michael's saying is also true. Like, you know, that's the danger. And this is also, again, like we're, we really like in every module I teach, we go into the scripting and that's what I mean. The people like Michael is saying, compulsive gamblers, right? Even if they don't have money, they continue to gamble and gamble until they lose ev everything. Part of that is the nature of addiction because gambling is an addiction like drinking or smoking or doing drugs or you can be addicted to behaviors as well, or, you know, chemicals produced in your body and gambling produces a dopamine rush. It produces those highs and lows in your body and that becomes addictive. Um, but right. Sometimes we are trapped in patterns that don't serve us. Most of us are trapped in patterns that don't serve us. And so that's why these modules are kind of unique because we go into the childhood scripting and we use different approaches, but I really do like the scripting. We use the fairy tales, different exercises and homework to understand where these areas are in our lives that we're acting compulsively in ways that are sabotaging us instead of helping us get what we want. And ultimately, we don't want to work at cross purposes with ourselves, right? We want to support ourselves. And there's nothing worse then, you know, when something doesn't go your way, it doesn't go your way. And that's disappointing. But when you experience self-abandonment or when you do things that don't help you or that sabotage yourself, that's kind of the worst feeling because, you know, you've kind of let yourself down. Um, and some of these things are really hard, you know, manifestation, confidence. These things are, are tough things. But they all start really with what we're talking about, which is cherishing your feelings, the feminine, respecting thoughts, the masculine. All of us have both of these sides. When you start to really dig into what that means, and the first step is like what I was saying with Raul, is that awareness. The second step is then acting on it. So you first have to become, a lot of us aren't even aware of our feelings and thoughts because we've worked so hard to suppress and repress them over the year as an adaptive behavior. Um, so the first step is often just becoming aware. And then the second step is actually acting on that awareness. And when you build on that, then your life starts to look more like you want it to look and you start to experience catharsis and you start to really level up psychologically and spiritually. And that's when you start to manifest. Okay. So it's a lot of the self-help stuff gets confusing, but that's kind of the stages of it. Um, so not everybody's at that stage where they, oh, I want this and then manifest it. I mean, that's kind of an oversimplification anyways. And I don't like it when people say that manifestation is the result of a lot of hard spiritual work <laughs> um okay 
So we've got an hour. I'm going to wrap it up unless anybody else has any quick questions. I'll put my credentials in the chat one more time for people who missed um, missed some of the meaning. Again, we're about to start on module one on Saturday. So it's going to start June 17th. If you guys want to sign up for that, I have a few spots left. That's going to be really good. We're going to have a small group. We're going to get into things more deeply. Um, they're Those are always really transformative. And then, you know, you guys can also reach out to me um, through Instagram, through my website. Um, I'm available for private sessions. This is what I'm doing every day. Um, again, I work with men, I work with women, I work with couples. We do really get great work with couples. Um, I work with teenagers as well, which is nice when we can get like teenagers in on this work. Um, it just, it's so transformative and at such an early age, it's, it's really a nice opportunity. So there's that, there's the books, there's the podcast, there's a lot of resources. And um, if I don't hear from you, then I will see you here next week. Thanks for coming.